section eight of the spirit of place and other essays this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. recording by kate follis the spirit of place and other essays by alice Maynell. have patience little saint some considerable time must have gone by since any kind of courtesy ceased in england to be held necessary in the course of communication with a beggar feeling may be humane and the interior act most gentle there may be a tacit apology and a profound misgiving unexpressed a reluctance not only to refuse but to be arbiter a dislike of the office a regret whether for the unequal distribution of social luck or for a purse left at home equally sincere howbeit custom exacts no word or sign nothing whatever of intercourse if a dog or a cat accost you or a calf in a field comes close to you with a candid infant face and breathing nostrils of investigation or if any kind of animal comes to you on some obscure impulse of friendly approach you acknowledge it but the beggar to whom you give nothing expects no answer to a question no recognition of his presence not so much as the turn of your eyelid in his direction and never a word to excuse you nor does this blank behaviour seem savage to those who are used to nothing else yet it is somewhat more inhuman to refuse an answer to the beggar's remark than to leave a shop without good morning when complaint is made of the modern social manner that it has no merit but what is negative and that it is apt even to abstain from courtesy with more lack of grace than the abstinence absolutely requires the habit of manner towards beggars is probably not so much as thought of to the simply human eye however the prevalent manner towards beggars is a striking thing it is significant of so much obviously it is not easy to reply to begging except by the intelligible act of giving we have not the ingenuous simplicity that marks the caste answering more or less to that of ver de ver in italy for example an elderly italian lady on her slow way from her own ancient ancestral palazzo to the village and accustomed to meet empty-handed a certain number of beggars answers them by a retort which would be literally translated excuse me dear i too am a poor devil and the last word she naturally puts into the feminine moreover the sentence is spoken in all the familiarity of the local dialect a dialect that puts any two people at once upon equal terms as nothing else can do it would it were possible to present the phrase to english readers in all its own helpless good humour the excellent woman who uses it is practising no eccentricity thereby and raises no smile it is only in another climate and amid other manners that one cannot recall it without a smile to a mind having a lively sense of contrast it is not a little pleasant to imagine an elderly lady of corresponding station in england replying so to importunities for alms 
albeit we have nothing answering to the good fellowship of a broad patois used currently by rich and poor and yet slightly grotesque in the case of all speakers a dialect in which for example no sermon is ever preached and in which no book is ever printed except for fun a dialect familiar but by no means vulgar besides even if our englishwoman could by any possibility bring herself to say to a mendicant excuse me dear i too am a poor devil she would still not have the opportunity of putting the last word punctually into the feminine which does so complete the character of the sentence the phrase at the head of this paper is the far more graceful phrase of excuse customary in the courteous manners of portugal and everywhere in the south where an almost well-dressed old woman who suddenly begins to beg from you when you least expected it calls you my daughter you can hardly reply without kindness where the tourist is thoroughly well known doubtless the company of beggars are used to savage manners and the rich but about the byways and remoter places there must still be some dismay at the anger the silence the indignation and the inexpensive haughtiness wherewith the opportunity of almsgiving is received by travellers in nothing do we show how far the west is from the east so emphatically as we show it by our lofty ways towards those who so manifestly put themselves at our feet it is certainly not pleasant to see them there but silence or a storm of impersonal protest a protest that appeals vaguely less to the beggars than to some not impossible police does not seem the most appropriate manner of rebuking them we have it may be a scruple on the point of human dignity compromised by the entreaty and the thanks of the mendicant but we have a strange way of vindicating that dignity when we refuse to man woman or child the recognition of a simply human word nay our offence is much the greater of the two it is not merely a rough and contemptuous intercourse it is the refusal of intercourse the last outrage how do we propose to redress those conditions of life that annoy us when a brother whines if we deny the presence the voice and the being of this brother and if because fortune has refused him money we refuse him existence we take the matter too seriously or not seriously enough to hold it in the indifference of the wise have patience little saint is a phrase that might teach us the cheerful way to endure our own unintelligible fortunes in the midst say of the population of a hill village among the most barren of the maritime alps where huts of stone stand among the stones of an unclothed earth and there is no sign of daily bread the people albeit unused to travellers yet know by instinct what to do and beg without the delay of a moment as soon as they see your unwanted figure let it be taken for granted that you give all you can some form of refusal becomes necessary at last and the gentlest it is worth while to remember is the most effectual an indignant tourist one who to the portent of a puggaree 
which perhaps he wears on a grey day adds that of ungovernable rage is so wild a visitor that no attempt at all is made to understand him and the beggars beg dismayed but unalarmed uninterruptedly without a pause or a conjecture they beg by rote thinking of something else as occasion arises and all indifferent to the violence of the rich it is the merry beggar who has so lamentably disappeared if a beggar is still merry anywhere he hides away what it would so cheer and comfort us to see he practises not merely the conventional seeming which is hardly intended to convince but a more subtle and dramatic kind of semblance of no good influence upon the morals of the road he no longer trusts the world with the sight of his gaiety he is not a whole-hearted mendicant and no longer keeps that liberty of unstable balance whereby an unattached creature can go in a new direction with a new wind the merry beggar was the only adventurer free to yield to the lighter touches of chance the touches that a habit of resistance has made imperceptible to the seated and stable social world the visible flitting figure of the unfettered madman sprinkled our literature with mad songs and even one or two poets of to-day have by tradition written them but that wild source of inspiration has been stopped it has been built over lapped and locked imprisoned led underground the light melancholy and the wind-blown joys of the song of the distraught which the poets were once ingenious to capture have ceased to sound one note of liberty in the world's ears but it seems that the grosser and saner freedom of the happy beggar is still the subject of a spanish song that song is gay not defiant it is not an outlaws or a robbers it is not a song of violence or fear it is the random trolling note of a man who owes his liberty to no disorder failure or ill-fortune but takes it by choice from the voluntary world enjoys it at the hand of unreluctant charity who twits the world with its own choice of bonds but has not broken his own by force it seems therefore the song of an indomitable liberty of movement light enough for the puffs of a zephyr chance end of section eight